and uh, we'll. I'm gonna purposely say uh like really long. <laughs> you can if you want. So, so uh, I don't know, and then I'm gonna like like make it meld into the actual things I'm saying to make it really difficult. It's like, well, <laughs> you see, when I yeah. <laughs> Such a lonely day, and it's mine. The most loneliest day of my life. Such a lonely day should be banned. It's a day that I can't stand. All right, uh, Chance of Gaming Podcast, again, yet another surprise supplemental episode. And uh, I know, surprise. And uh, with me is Dan from uh, the Havoc Cast. He's the lonely Havoc on Twitter, and the I loneliest just, Havoc. I just learned that yeah, there's a tear in the guy in the logo's eye, and um, yeah, and it wasn't because he was gangster; it was because he's sad. I mean, it could be partly because he's gangster as hell, but mostly because he's sad. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, I wanted to talk about 40k, and I'll tell you why. Um, the main reason is I turned 43 years old um, uh-huh. next month, uh-huh. and this edition of 40K has me yeah. so so fucking confused that I would rather embarrass myself in front of a couple hundred people that will listen to this than the guys I game with. Right on. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm always confused, so like I follow, I feel you, and um, you just get used to it after a while and just stop asking questions. <laughs> And just like, oh, what am I supposed to do in this turn? Oh, okay, yeah. It's actually way simpler than it used to be, like, legit, like, way simpler than it used to be. I've heard. Now, where did you start in 40K? What edition? Oh, my God. So I've been playing since the game first came out when it was called Warhammer 40,000 Rogue Trader. And that was back in 1988, 89. Uh, My dad plays games. Like, he was, like, big in historical, like... um, 18, what do you call it, 16 millimeters, or what are the small dudes, like, what size, what scale is that? Either 15 or 6 millimeter, or 10. Yeah, 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 like these little fucks, so, like, he used to play all that, and then he got into Fantasy Battle, because that's been around since fucking Jesus, right, so, he started playing that, and then he brought home the Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader book when it came out, because his game group was getting into it, and I just fucking, I went nuts over that book, dude, like, I took it, like, I read that thing back and forwards like for years and years and years. I was like, what, 10, 11? I'm 40 now. I was like 10 or 11, you know? And I just loved it. So I've been literally playing it since the game came out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I started playing Battletech maybe when I was about 16 or so. Nice. At about, about my senior year, about the time I was 18, uh, I had to go to one town over to to a shop and mm-hmm. uh, they had that stuff on the shelf mm-hmm. and there was nothing like it you know that was uh, i think space marine and titan legions were on the shelf yep. and space marine the, was the old epic yeah the old epic style um smaller scale game right and uh rogue trader was there and so were the uh you know those old second edition codexes mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. there was no art like that nothing was like that it was this, this bright you know, really cool, all kinds of shit going on in the background. Right. You know, lasers and shit. You know, people dying. There was, 
there was like this second but it's like second between second and third edition like third edition was like all the games workshop people got this memo they said you got to put the brightest fucking colors you possibly can in all the artwork and like third edition was like characterized by like really bright like over the top like just i mean they're they're always oddly out of proportion anyway in the 40k universe you're like how the fuck does this dude fit in that armor but like they just everything was like ridiculously bright like third edition was like super over the top and it was like less grimdark and more cartoony so maybe that's what you were seeing because that was wild yeah and uh it wasn't until a couple years later third edition came out that i bought in with that first <laughs> box set and I, I can't even remember who was on the the cover of the box set i think the one after that was uh black templars was fourth but uh, I can't remember what the third one was. Anyway, so I got in, you know, and I I, I was familiar with 40K uh, mm-hmm. because of the Space Hulk uh, video game, if, if you yes. remember that. Oh, good <laughs> fucking game. Well, Space Hulk, the, the tabletop game, was actually my first 40K game like that I owned. Like, my dad bought it for me. So, yeah, that's a, that's a warm place in my heart for some Space Hulk, man. Good mention. I just remember, you know, it's like uh, we are the mailed fist of the emperor, you know, and, Fuck and yeah, they are the guy, the guy's, <laughs> fa- you know, the mouth that didn't sync up. It was just talking at like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was a di- I, it was a different time then, you know. Computer graphics weren't quite weren't quite with it. <laughs> it was probably just a loop, like you know, three frames looped or some shit. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, and and uh, they looked at, oh man, but um, that game was impossible, you know. But still, I got such a flavor for the Marines, you know, where they mm-hmm. they would pop onto the uh, the uh, mission and they go, "We bring death," you know. And I'm like, right, oh, yeah, man, these, yeah. These guys sound so fucking cool. And so uh, I bought into Third Edition, and I found a gaming group. And man, I gotta tell you, Third Edition has kind of just poisoned me for uh, Games Workshop. Sure. Just, just period. Uh, to me, it was. I've never played anything like it. I've never seen grown men act this way, you know, <laughs> uh, over a certain thing. I've never. So you don't seen, go to game stores very often. <laughs> you know, it's. I, I don't know. It's weird, man. It's like people want to fucking fight you over, you know, this yeah, and and that, and they're arguing Plastic about rules. Spaceman's is serious business. Damn, it it really really was, and so. But it was like the only game in town for me. Mm-hmm. It's like no yeah. one would would play anything else, and that. Sure. It, and I argue that you know probably that today, if you have a game store in your town, people are playing Magic the Gathering there, yeah. and yeah. if if they play anything else, it will be forty k. Probably forty k. Yeah. And then you know if it can go past that, but yeah, forty k you can find it anywhere you go, and um. So, yeah, it was really tough, you know, uh, playing that and it's all the arguments and, you know, cause, I mean, <laughs> I guess it was us as Americans. I don't know, because, uh, you know, we, we were like, hey, let's do this. This is a competitive game. This is for sure, realsies. Sure. Let's, let's play this, you know. Let's, yeah, let's 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 put more on the line than really needs to be for a fucking plastic spaceman game. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and th- for years they were like, what are you Americans doing? It's, it's not made to be played that way. You know, each guy. It's a narrative game. To, yes. Each guy's supposed to have his individual backstory and you know and they're like fuck that i base coded this guy and i threw him down you know he doesn't even have arms let's play it was yeah it, it was a big thing list you know the the list you get off the internet were kind of oh big. sure yeah yeah and they had a so, really problem with codex creep oh that's yeah that still hasn't really stopped i don't think i mean i, I so you haven't really played since third editions what you are well, saying i played fourth 
Uh-huh. And I played a little bit of fifth, but I know I mm-hmm. missed like sixth, seventh completely. What are, what is this eighth now, right? An eighth edition now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I say we like I'm a part of it, but Warhammer Forty Thousand is an eighth edition now. <laughs> but you actually missed out on like the two worst editions in my opinion, which my opinion's not great. I mean, I still believe in Santa Claus and shit. So, like eighth, seventh edition killed the game at my local store like we used to have 20 something people would show up every because i play on every thursday night at my store and we used to have 20 20 plus people show up and you would get paired off like we had someone like the guy that ran this runs the store like pairing people off and we would keep stats and all these things and seventh edition came out and everyone was like fucking pretty stoked about it for like a minute and then about a month in everyone just stopped playing like they seventh edition was really kind of in, in my neck of the woods sort of universally hated because it just it was so many fucking rules, and you're in the book more often than you're rolling dice, which is retarded. And um, we, you know, you said codex creep. So codex creep started happening because they had formations, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with formations or not. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. No. So what a formation is, and anyone that knows 40k and listening to this right now is probably going, oh fuck, formations. So a formation is you get a list of units that you have to take and if you take these certain units in a certain amount per unit like you have to take two of this squad two of these kind of guys three of these kind of guys you get extra special rules for everybody so what this did is one it sold a lot of models because they would put things in these formations that people would never take because they just weren't really good on the table or they just they didn't really serve any good function in the game so like famously there'd be units that were in the book that people just wouldn't take because it's like, well, you know, this is not a very points-wise for what it does. This is not a good unit. But then GW is like, well, if we give you extra special rules and you take this, you know, shit unit, you know, then you get these cool special rules. So people are starting to buy these shit units that they would have not normally bought before, you know, because you have to f- fulfill that unit to be this formation. And once the formation has all the things that's prescribed, then you get these awesome rules. Wow. So very, yeah, very so, sneaky. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it, you know, and people were, I mean, but in the tournament level. People were like, oh, okay, well, I guess if I have to run these bullshit guys, I'll run them because I'll get this amazing set of rules that overall is extremely powerful. But then they just kept releasing more and more and more formations. So, like, there were so many formations out there, and you would go to play a, a Marine player, and I was playing, um, I mean, I played Nurgle Demons and Nurgle, like, pretty much exclusively, and we didn't really have any formations. Like, I had one or two, but, like, Space Marines got, like, a shit ton of formations, and you know, Imperium guys got a shit ton of formation, so you're always sort of like on the back foot because you don't have those cool same special rules that were available for everybody else. So yeah, formations really like kind of screwed the game up, in my opinion. Okay, and this was the seventh edition. Between sixth and seventh edition. Sixth, yeah. sixth and seventh. Okay, okay. Yeah, it started in sixth and then it really reached its its fucking fever pitch like in seventh edition. I mean everybody was running some sort of formation and some of them were like famously overpowered where like you could get free upgrades or you'd get free vehicles for every unit, like just crazy stuff that was actually affording you to take, you know, hundreds of points of extra things that you did not have to pay for. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was out of control for a while. Like, you know, I play usually, I mean, I don't play a lot of tournaments. I usually play in like more friendly and narrative tournaments, but still you want to win, right? So you're still going to take a formation if it's available and you you know whatever it is you get special rules and you, there's still some things like that that are creeping back up with eighth edition but seventh edition put this whole i mean it just went out of control with it man it escalated quickly <laughs> wow 
Okay. Uh, well, that maybe sort of explains kind of like where we are in eighth. The, the things mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. Coming in, like where, what I remember is like, well, you need your minimums and you have maximums. So mm-hmm. like where I came from, it was like you need an HQ, two troops minimum. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not really the case nowadays. It's like, well, well what what kind of formation are you know are you fielding? And I'm like, what? <laughs> right. So, so yeah, it's basically they. So the the Games Workshop people are always very like cognizant of folks that don't want to play like super competitive. So they've actually released two different types of ways to build your army. Which one of them is power level, which is kind of a sort of roundabout. Uh, this is about how good he is. Like, and you can kind of basically take any extra uh, upgrades to the model. And it doesn't really count towards that power level. And then you go straight into match play, which is like specific points for the model, specific points for whatever uh, weapons or upgrades that it has, and every little thing is accounted for. Or you can just do like balls to the wall, just put whatever you want on the table and just go for it. And there's also rules, and not really rules, but like scenarios and things based around that idea of how to play. But most people do power level or match play. So the power level is kind of like a, it's sort of a roundabout. These are, these two armies should mostly be sort of evened out, you know, kind of thing. But match play is like all points are accounted for. Everyone has the exact same amount of points. (laughs) Now, I will say uh, where I'm from, people look at power levels like Mm -hmm. people seeing like electricity for the first time. They're (laughs) They're... incredibly suspicious of it. They're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. Nope, nope, not good. That's some kind of trap. Not doing that. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't fuck with power level either, man. It's just too easy to like just get just crazy with it, you know, because you don't pay for any of the upgrades. You're just like, oh, okay, well, now they just have everything. Now, yeah. I, I guess what I was looking at was like the detachments. Because mm-hmm. people, I'm like, well, I want to build this, I want to build this Eldar army and blah, blah, blah. And like, well, what detachment are you going to be bringing? And I'm like, what? Right, yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah. Patrol is HQ one to three troops, and like a battalion, you can have two to three HQs and blah blah blah. Or you could even do a fucking brigade and have like can. yeah, yeah you, you can have all these HQs and a bunch of elites and you know all this stuff. And I'm like, golly, it seems like I remember there was a lot of problems with like min maxing. You know, people mm-hmm. that take mm-hmm. you know uh, just like two five man troops and uh, max out their their heavy support and their their elites. You know just to kind of do it seems like this kind of thing would be right for that, but maybe not because it's so so big. Well, there's like the benefit. So there's benefits to actually having So in, in eighth edition, they call that battle forged. If you choose one of those detachments and like fit everything neatly into that, you know, that format and there's benefits, which is the command points. So you get a different number of command points based on which of those detachments you use. So if you use a, like the, the smallest detachment, you don't get as many command points. If you use the bigger detachment, you get way more command points. So there's sort of a, you know, checks and balances between like how much shit you try to shove into one army and like how much command points you get, which the command points during the game allows you to like reroll a dice or use stratagems, which allow you to do extra cool little things with your that are specific to your army. So it is kind of uh, you kind of have to balance. Well, how much can I fit in? Versus how many command points will I get that I can use during the game? Okay, yeah. Holy shit, that's another thing that I don't get. The, the, <laughs> the, the fucking command points and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the stratagems. Because yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, what? Wait, I'm just I'm buying an HQ and two, and two tactical squads. Well, what, what is all this? Uh, right. Okay, so 
these command points allow me to do like bullshit like in the game or during mm-hmm. the turn yeah. or, yeah. or or whatever. Well, actually, so the stratagems, some of the stratagems actually allow you to do things before the game even begins. So, for example, I play Chaos Demons, and there's a stratagem that allows me to basically put things, um, deploy things not on the table, and they can basically deep strike some other time during the game. But it cost me like two command points to do it. So in a standard uh, battalion, you know, detachment, I get five command points, and then I get three command points base, so I get eight command points to play around with during the game. So if I want to spend command points before the game even starts to put something in, in deep strike reserve, basically, then I can do that. Okay, so I, how yeah. do I figure out how many command points I get? That's based on what kind of detachment I'm bringing and how many points we're playing? It's based on the, the detachment that you bring. So you always get three. Base, like if you, have, if you have an army and you have models and you put on table, you always get three. But then if you do a certain detachment, that allows you more. So like how you're saying people can min-max and things like that, you get penalized if you just... Because you can take just like an extra heavy support if you want. Say you've maxed out your three heavy support slots. You can always take another heavy support slot, but then it takes away one of your command points. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, I just found out, like, uh, it, I'm like, well, these Eldar flyers look really cool, and I have a neat idea for, yeah. a paint, for a paint scheme. <laughs> and they're like, well, fuck, you could just take those. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't yeah. have to have a dumb little eight, a little HQ guy around. No, it's like you can take an air wing detachment, which is three to five flyers, you mm-hmm. know, and, yeah. and there you go. Boom. Wow. Bob's okay. Yeah. I, I mean, they, I like they've that. really made it streamlined so where you can kind of play the way you want to play. So, like, if you want to do just all flyers or if you want to do three giant robots, then that's you can do that. That's fine. But, you know, it kind of balances out because the command points do tend to be pretty powerful because the stratagems are what give you that flexibility while you're playing. And some armies have, like, a shit ton of stratagems and some have very few so the playing with the stratagems itself is like another aspect to, to, in my opinion, being good at the game. It's not only knowing your rules, but knowing what stratagems you have available and like when to use them. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, I'd be very curious to see like how, which I mean, as I understand it, and everything mm-hmm. I've read, you know, in, in my, from my own experience and reading other people's experience, this seems like the best version of 40K so far. You, no, seems... I got to agree with that. I really do. There seems to be a lot less arguing, you know, and all that stuff. I mean, Games Workshop is still Games Workshop, as mm-hmm. oh. you 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 could see in in the last the the last <laughs> um what the the chapter approved thing. It's like yes, they fix things, but they wait a year to fix it because they want to print a book and sell it instead sure. of like X Wing or whatever, and just turning around and immediately, uh, uh you know, addressing problems and adjusting it on the fly. But yeah, yeah it's yeah, because yeah, because everybody was like, you know, why in the world are they still printing books in 2018? You should have like a PDF and that's yeah, digital of everything. I gotta yeah. be honest though, I hate PDFs, man. Like I play, you know, I'm always playing, and people that have the PDFs, I spend more time watching them like try to find rules by flicking past their little screen. You know, the book to me is just so much quicker. But you know, I'm I'm. I'm old. <laughs> they, they, have, they have to close out like six tabs of hentai right, porn, yeah. and you know, or they're in there trying to like, search keywords and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my god! Just, uh, if I had the book, it's fucking page. <laughs> I get that. I, I do, but I, I guess at least it would exist if online, like the FAQs. They're pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Shit, well, they they, usually... they do um, do that. Where actually, my buddy was telling me because he has the Space Wolf Codex, and we actually played the space. I played against Space Wolves the other night. 
And um, he has the PDF digital version that he paid for. So whenever the updates to the book happen, it automatically updates the PDF that he owns already, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I I heard that um, the la- when the uh, the last round of uh, the chapter proof came out, everybody's yeah. PDFs got up. I'm like, damn, that's, well, that's cool. really cool. I'm, yeah. I had no idea they were that forward thinking. Because I mean, like if you buy anything like through drive through RPG or stuff like that, mm-hmm. anytime your rule books get adjusted, I'll get like an email notification. There's a new version of you know yeah. numeric. Go download the new one. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's that's kind of like where we should be in the year. 2018 well 2019 now you Ooh, know, we're, yeah, we're, we're living in the future so uh yeah, yeah. that would be really fucking cool but okay well th- that's really neat that they do that but um uh, all right so i've got this we, we, we've got we figured out like how what i can do to choose a force and the points list is there a particular army builder that you use um so i'm a big fan of you know let me pull up my phone because i can't remember what the hell it's called battle scribe have you seen battle scribe yes i use it for other other yeah. things yeah and battle scribe has i mean i've got i also play many many games so like i have a lot of different battle scribe lists but i use it for 40k because it, it gets updated fairly quickly and you know somebody out there is is doing the hard work and the homework and getting in there and they update like as soon as chapter approves out like the next day it was it was updated I know. Like, I love those guys. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Who are, who are these people? Thank you. Yes. The, the thankless <laughs> people out there in their mom's basement, you know, cranking it out. That's right. I'm, th- I'm thanking them right now. You guys done good. Yes, you, you did Looking great. <laughs> if you had a Patreon, I would at least link to it. I wouldn't donate, but I would link to it and allow other people to. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, okay. Battle Scribe is where yeah. it's at. It used to be Army Builder back in the day, but I'm oh, not yeah, really even yeah. sure. I'm not even really sure if Army Builder still does a thing to be 100 honest with you i don't think it's a thing anymore shit i had a, a cd version of that i actually yeah bought. yeah so did i yeah <laughs> you know that that was like the shit you know it's like all right yeah. let's see let's see how legal your rules are your list is and i'm like sure yeah. print out sir it's right here it's from army builder yeah, it's from yeah. army builder and they're like fucking I, nerd yeah i still hate that shit. like people are like here's my list that i printed out i'm like what did you use to build this let me like let me look at your book and like start checking. I'm somehow I can do that sometime. I'm a dick, but no, I, I hand I hand wrote it on uh three by five card recipe oh. cards. Shit. You know, I, I stole my mom's uh, recipe cards. You know, pay no attention to the uh, pumpkin pie recipe coming. on the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, See, this is good. I like talking to people that are close to my age because I'm like, you remember when Army Builder was a thing? And you're like, yeah, it's it's, it's it's so weird. These kids have no idea. You know, you know how long it took to download an MP3, an illegal yeah. MP3 back in the day, and half the time on, on it was a Napster. virus. Yes. No shit. Yeah. Like ads that I could never get rid of my computer. Sweet child of mine. Dot exe. You know, <laughs> it took two hours to download it. Then it bricked my computer. Kids Absolutely. have no idea. Um, <laughs> now that reminds me of a horse. Not that, but what we were talking about uh, before uh, a mm-hmm. horror story about third edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, my little gaming group decided to branch out, and we drove probably three hours to this other place, still in my state, to uh, to to go to a tournament there yeah dude we get there and uh we start playing and the gaming group that was at the store was probably 10 or 12 guys and only one of them owned a rule book oh wow so it it was like one of them owned a rule book and kind of taught the others how to play so that was like because you could save money that way you don't need the rule book just buy the figures buy your army and you know yeah sure sure (laughs) So yeah, share that, a book. 
<laughs> yeah, that that was like a thing, you know, back in the day. And and it was so weird because it was this whole I'll never forget it was the third edition um uh, uh independent character rules. Yep. At that time, it was like if they got away 6 inches away from a unit or whatever, you could mm-hmm. actually legally target them. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. I proceeded to kill their character, and they're like, you know, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, just let me hand me your rule book. I'll show you. And like, I don't have a rule book. And I'm yeah, like, everyone's oh, just shit. playing by memory or something, right? Oh, <laughs> that that was bad. That was bad, bad, bad. But anyway, so great. Art. Well, you know, but the benefit, like Eighth Edition, whenever they released the rules for that, it was literally like a pamphlet. Like all the stores that were doing like their release, you know, events and all these things, they had like just the little pamphlet. So the book. Used, I mean, the book is still. I still have all my old editions sitting here behind me, and the rules section of them is like you know about a third of the book, and now the rules section is literally about five pages long. Really? Okay. Yes, and it, it's it's insane because you know I went to this event and I you know go to buy my Dark Imperium set or whatever, and they're like, oh here's the here's the rule book. It's just this little pamphlet now, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, there's no way. I was like, there's no way. This is the rules. And I started reading it, and of course, like I couldn't wrap my mind around it because I'm not real smart as it is. And like reading this thing, I'm like, this doesn't fucking make any sense. What did they do? They ruined it, you know. And then I started <laughs> playing it. I started playing. It, and I was like, this is this is actually really smart. Like the way that they they you know, I think they actually listened to players whenever we were saying that the rules were so such an encumbrance to the game that you spend about seventy percent of your time looking up a rule to try to figure out an interaction on the tabletop. And the game itself kind of gets lost because you're so busy looking up rules, you know? It's like with the carts, the horses not pulling a cart, you know? It's like the cart pulling the horse or whatever the fuck. So, like, you're, you're, you're taken out of the game because you're so busy trying to find, well, what does a rhino do if he runs over difficult terrain, you know? Like, all these stupid interactions. And they got rid of, like, a ton of it. Like, so much of it is just gone. Like, the vehicle rules are completely gone. Like, vehicles had their own specific rules how they could move, how they could shoot. You know, if they moved a certain distance, they could only shoot a certain amount of weapons. If you shot them, they had armor facings and all these kind of things, and they got rid of all of that. And it makes so much more sense now, and the game is so much more fluid, and it's just actually a lot more fun to play. Oh, yeah, I was completely surprised by that. Like, what do you mean my Land Raider has wounds now? Yep, wounded Land Raiders, man. They're tough bastards. <laughs> They're like, you know, no, it, it just has like 300 wounds. It doesn't have like yeah, 14, yeah. 14, 14 anymore. Yeah, you yeah, know, square 14, no longer. And I'm like, okay, well, how does AP work? And they're like, well, it's sort of like this way. You're just you yeah, know, we're essentially different. the same. Yeah, yeah, it it is. It kind of is. I guess it's just different. And I guess my problem is, that's you know, that's why I'm talking to you is like because <laughs> I I've sat out for like you know like three two three editions, and so I'm sure. like, oh my sure. gosh, this is crazy. It's like a brand new game, and it it is interesting to see kind of like well, they noticed you know they they're. In my opinion, they're pulling from this game and from this game. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, sure. It, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it did that. And that's kind of neat. Because, like, uh, Flames of War has always mm-hmm. always copied, like, 40K. Mm-hmm. And their, their new version, which I think is fourth, which is really big in my area, and I'm a big fan, it mm-hmm. caused... It, it, the, dude, the, the weeping and gnashing of teeth, Flames yeah, was... of War, 
from whatever edition it was to now was the same as the death of Warhammer Fantasy to Age of Oh, Sigmar. sure. Yeah, that whole thing. Jesus. <laughs> it, it, it was, yeah, man. People were mad about some shit. Mad about it. You know? It's so funny, dude. That's that whole thing, that situation when people get so upset about games. And I get it. Like, you kind of develop a sense of ownership over this hobby that you do. Like, you know, if you're like us and we've been playing this stuff since we were little and then someone changes it, and you're like, no, they've changed my game, and you're, like, so upset about it. But, I mean, everything has to evolve. I mean, people change, and the way people play games, and, you know, something like 40K, I can see them changing it because it took too goddamn long to play a game. Like, it took forever to play a game. And, you know, time's really the only finite resource that we have, you know what I mean? Like, I can't get that time back. So if I can play a game that's fun, and I can do it in two and a half, three hours, instead of four to five hours at the same points level, fuck yeah, that's awesome. That's great, you know? Now, let me ask you this. What uh, point level are you playing at? I typically play between 1,500 and 2K. Okay. So we're doing 1,500 right now because Adepticon's coming up in March, and I do the friendly tournament uh, every year, and it's a 1,500 point. So me and my buddies kind of, like, a couple months out, start playing 1,500 point lists to kind of get our lists sort of, like, where we want them to be and sort of remember all our rules and things. But... Usually 2K because I just like having a lot of shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, if it's at 2K, how long would you say it, it takes you to, to play it? Uh, about four hours or less. Okay. Four yeah, hours. Not... Okay. Yeah. I I think like one of my one of my issues that I kind of still have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is uh, I I've never really understand like the scale. You know, it, uh-huh. it's we're in the future. Sure. It it by that rationale, the 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 fucking uh, uh, gun ranges make no sense. No, whatsoever. not really at all. <laughs> yeah, they should they be reaching make... all the way across the table, right? <laughs> yeah, they don't. Make... Yeah, so they're twenty four inches. And it's like, oh, I can't even reach that guy. I can see over there. Um, so there's that, and you know, just kind of the scale of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's twenty. Mm-hmm. It's tw- it's bigger than twenty eight millimeter. It's it's mm-hmm. whatever. G- it's like GDP thirty scale. thirty two, thirty five heroic scale or some shit. Yeah, and so it's, you know, these enormous figures Mm -hmm. just two feet across the table from each other, you know, just seems weird to me, you know, it seems like, you know, "Ah, there's not a lot of maneuvering, we just kind of rush together, we walk around the terrain, and then we just see who kills each other. Sure, that's true, but, so, and here's the thing, I'm not, I don't, I can't remember third edition very well, because I'm also very old, but, um... So every game is not just face off and see who kills more people. There's like different objectives and there's different like scenarios, of course. Yes. So oh, yeah, that yeah. So it's not always about like just rushing up against your opponent and like trying to like kill. I mean, some people play that and those are my favorite kind of players because nine times out of ten they'll lose the game because the objectives is the important part and people always forget about the objectives and how you actually win that scenario. Like I know so many people that. They just want to try to kill everything on the table. And so while they're doing that, I'm moving on to objectives or, you know, taking, you know, whatever that requirement to win that particular mission is and then winning the game because I'm not just trying to, like, rush forward and kill all their shit. You know what I mean? Right. So that that's one of those things that certain types of play styles definitely can suffer depending on what scenario you're playing. But then some of the scenarios are, you know, they definitely favor a different type of play style, like guys that play Tau and they just want to sit in the back corner of the of the table and just shoot at everything that comes at them. Well, if that mission requires any sort of like mobility or for them to like move around quickly and they, you know, they just want to do a gun line, they're not going to win. You know, they're just going to and you just avoid them. So it's like, it's like well, I'm just going to go over there, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> why, like, why am I going to attack your gun line when the objectives are over here on this side of the table? Like, that's just stupid. Like, why would I do that? So, I mean, there's, there's, I think Games Workshop is doing really well at like releasing different types of missions and different scenarios. And like the chapter approved has new scenarios and some of the, the books, um, like the, the books have their own scenarios and there's other things like that, you know? So there's always something different that you can do and it's not always just like let's just clash against each other which but that's also fun like don't get me wrong that's it's also really cool so okay so it's it's more geared toward missions nowadays you would say oh absolutely absolutely yeah i mean any tournament you play in um there's like a mission set you know and they're usually based on some sort of objectives on the table that need to be captured or some certain thing that you know needs to be destroyed or something like that or, or any mix of the two things and most often it's a, you know, a, a number of objectives that are on the table, and you get points for capturing that objective. Okay, so it's yeah. just kind of pl- play that, and you'll do exactly. a lot better than play just trying to, the to el- elim- eliminate the other people. I tell people that. I mean, I'm not like the greatest player by no means. I'm not trying to talk myself up like I'm amazing or anything like that. But I do pretty well because I, I'm, I'm always really conscious of what the objective of that particular mission is. Like, I, I love just rushing up on people and, like, trying to kill them off the table because some people just want to table other dudes and, like, that's their thing. And that's cool. I mean, if that's your thing, hey, man, I got kinks, too. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. But, like, if I'm trying to actually win the game, then I'm really, really conscious of, well, what's the objective of this game? How many turns do I have to do it in? What units do I have that are going to actually help me to do that and protect those units, you know? And then, what, you know, whatever. There's always, like, a thought process that I go through, but... It's just, so many guys are just like, I'm going to run right for you. I'm like, okay, if that's what you want to do, I mean, that's fine. The objective is behind you, but okay. <laughs> going to Leroy Jenkins it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just head mm-hmm. right toward you. Leroy so how, Jenkins. <laughs> how much would you say uh, is that guy, quote unquote, in, in this edition of 40K? Ooh, uh, you know, it depends on where you hang out. I think, to be honest, like the more tournaments you go to, the more that guys you're probably going to run into. Like I said, I don't do that many tournaments unless, like, specifically it's, like, a narrative-style event. And I, because I've done the, you know, super competitive tournament stuff and just uh, not been happy about it. But, I mean, I think that guy is still probably a small percentage of the player base, to be 100% honest with you. It's just like anything else. The, it's always the bad ones that you hear about, right? Right. So it's always like if there's a, 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 minor, a majority of people playing, you're always going to hear about the guys that were dickheads. But like 90% of the other people were totally cool. So what is Adepticon like when it comes down to tournament play and that guy and the different, you know, because I mean, um, that's like the be all end all right there. That's it's like one the of the huge ones. It's one of the hugest, huger ones. Yeah, it's like, you know, LVO and Adepticon or, you know, I'm sure there's more that I'm missing. But those are the two that stick out of my mind as being like probably the largest uh, conventions and tournaments. And that level of play is, ex- you know, very high. Obviously, it's extremely competitive, you know, but I've not really seen or like heard of anyone being like just awful or disrespectful or anything like that. Because I think at that level, everyone understands that this is what we're doing. If you come to play at this level you know, and you get your ass whooped, then you just, you go back to the drawing board and you learn again. You don't complain. You don't get upset that someone had a better list than you because that's what you're coming into and you know it, you know? So I think the guys that play at that competitive level and at that mindset, they just understand that they're, they have a different level of play, you know? And and I don't, you know, I've never seen guys really get upset. You know, I've walked by and I've watched them play and everyone's all, all business, dude. They're like rolling dice and just, it's all, it's all business. You know, so I, I mean, I've never seen people with like shitty attitudes or dudes, you know, but I'm not 
saying that they don't maybe rules lawyer each other and things like that. But I just, you know, those guys that play at that level, I, I just think they understand that that's, that's what it is. You know, they don't take it for anything else. They don't get upset that someone's bringing a, a tough list because they're bringing their tough list, you know? True, true. Yeah, I think uh, I, the ITC had an issue. Um, gosh, I, it may have been last year. It was either early in 2018 or late in 2017 with some cheating or something. But that's Ooh, the thing. Yeah. It's like they caught they caught the guys and like immediately and they tossed them out. And uh, that, was, that was like a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess when money is on the line, I, I feel like maybe people would be more apt to cheat because like you're getting something financial out of winning. But yeah, it's just cheating in the game in general is just really fucking weak. <laughs> it is. It's. I mean, like, cause I mean, come on now. Like, why do you want to like win this way? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Why? It's not even really winning, then, is it? Oh my god. No, not not at all. Cause I think like the first type of cheating I ever saw was like the thing where, all right, if if my guy's gonna move six inches, I'm gonna measure from the front of his base. Yep, and then do the I'm, back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to move him to the back. You know, whoever invented that, you know, was yeah. a thing. That's a classic move right there. My favorite <laughs> is, is like the guys that measure and then they move the tape measure with the model as they move it so they get like another inch or so. I call that shit out all the time. I was like, that's kind of a generous move you just did there, man. That's pretty cool. Oh, I didn't mean to. You know, that kind of shit. Uh, I don't like guys that. Like if I like look away, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're rolling, they're rolling dice and immediately uh, picking them up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, Come on, man. It's like I don't even I don't even want to be accused of anything. I'm like, you know, hey, wait, okay, I'm gonna roll this. Can you pay attention? Yeah, and you know, like if it's someone I played against like hundreds of times, like my friends or guys that I just know, like you know, I'll walk away and they'll be like, yeah, three saves, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'll totally believe them. But like if I'm like sure, if someone that yeah. I don't know, I'm just like watching, you know, and you know, I'm trying not to be too intense about it. But if I see something, I'll be like, hey, that was a two, or that was not a six that you said it was, you it's know, like. like you won't believe this. I made all 32 saves. It's it's amazing. When you walked away, I killed your entire army. <laughs> I guess you can yeah, go I now. I win, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just just get out, out of here. Fuck out of here. So, um, I, I've got to say, I like the way GW has interacted with fans, you know, now. Because oh, yeah. they used like to be so closed era. off. It, oh, it yeah. is. It's, it is it's a, like a whole new you know, company, except for the yeah, fact for sure. that they are still going hard after people that are doing third party stuff. Like, you know, <laughs> if you're making your own version of salamanders, shoulder pads or whatever, they're coming for you. You know, oh, it's, sure. it's that, that's just the thing they do. That's, they're going to protect their IP that way, yeah, but yeah. they, they absolutely are listening, you know, and, and, you know, all this different stuff. And I like it. Now, I gotta say, I actually read, I think, last week, mm-hmm. an editorial on, like, Bell of Lost Souls or Beast of War, one of those big, big ones, about, yeah. like, you know, hey, guys, maybe 40K is going toward a Warhammer Fantasy-type event. Oh, like, like change the whole story, yeah. Yeah, where they just end it all, and it's, you know, <laughs> it ends up being, like, a reboot, you know, and, you know, they advance the storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the world ends, whatever happens, and boom, it's a brand new game. I'm all for that, it, Fuck. <laughs> that would be really interesting to see, I, I have to say. Uh, it really, really would. Um, I don't... I was surprised that they did advance the storyline, like they destroyed Cadia. Oh, yeah, Cadia, yeah, yeah. And... they actually did some stuff. And uh, what's his name? Could... Robotay comes back, and like yeah. all, this... yeah, it's just like, whoa, okay. Oh but... yeah, the other thing what I found hysterical was like these are Primaris mm-hmm, guys mm-hmm. that are 
they just happen to be modeled at the correct height that right, space yeah. marines are supposed to be. <laughs> They've been described as for like years and years and years. I have a bunch of my rogue trader marines still, and this the height comparison between them and the Primaris marines is this funny. They're literally half the size. Like they were so teeny tiny when they. <laughs> yeah, and I have like I mean I've got a bunch of my old Artiera stuff, so like. I'll pop it out every once in a while and just kind of compare it to the new sculpts. Like when Dark Imperium came out, the Nurgle Marines, the Death Guard guys, they're they're large too. They're about the same scale as the Primaris Marines. You know, and the Primaris are supposed to be brand new, improved Marines, right? But the Nurgle Death Guard dudes are about the same scale. And I had, I mean, I had a crap ton of, of obviously, of Marines from the last couple of generations and. I was like, oh, this is not going to work because like, now I've got new guys that are like super tall compared to everybody else. So I got rid of like a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, I remember like the original uh, plastic um, Rhino. Yeah, that's tiny. That, that was like a huge <laughs> thing. It really is. And that became the joke is like there's no way you could actually fit 10 guys in there. No, you no know, just, pre- just pretend like one of them is driving. And then they just get out. You know, <laughs> there's just there's no fucking way. No. Yeah. Impossible. I but like, man, but, you know, put, I was just gonna say they put out some really cool sculpts. Uh, oh. The Valkyrie is like my favorite thing ever. Yeah, I'm like, damn, that thing looks so a cool. Cool fucking aircraft, dude. I used to and, have and a bunch the, of those. The uh, the Eldar flyers I mentioned, they're mm-hmm. gorgeous, and mm-hmm. that's what I want. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be able to, you know, put that on the table with a cool paint job and just be like, yeah, you know, if you know I, what, even I, if I lose, I'm having fun. You know, and I, people are always, always kind of up in arms about the pricing, and I get it. The, the pricing kind of sucks because it's so expensive to play, and it's prohibitively expensive to get into because you need so many points, etc. But they're actually trying to make them more affordable with their start collecting sets and all these things. So the barrier isn't that bad, but I mean, the quality of the models and just like the creativity and like the modularity of a lot of the different kits is so is great. It's cool. I mean... They, they just there's not a lot of other companies i don't think that can can really touch like how well they do plastics and how well they do like just these new interesting things i'm trying to buy models for armies i don't even fucking play and like games i don't even play because they're so cool like the necromunda stuff keeps coming out i don't play necromunda but i'm like oh man those dudes are so cool i'm trying to figure out how i can fit them into like my nurgle army and stuff you know like what can i do with that oh, i can swap the arms but and all the arms for like the human size stuff is are pretty much interchangeable you know yeah, that is true. And uh, now I'm a little salty, like over that, over the the release, because I'm an old school guy that played Necromunda when it came out. Oh yeah, me it. too. Yeah, yeah. My gaming club did. You know, we we spent years doing campaigns and mm-hmm. more time too. I really wish they would do it. Apparently, yeah, yeah, Mantic yeah. Games did, but whatever. I'll buy that. <laughs> um, what you know, whatever their new thing comes out. Um, anyway, uh, and they they put out Necromunda, and I'm like, yeah, maybe Necromunda. And you know, I'm trying to get all these kids that I game with into mm. it, and they're like, I don't know, man. Can I yeah. play those guys in forty? Those spiky haired girls in my forty k arm? No, I'm not yeah, really interested. Yeah. And then the bastards uh, release not only okay, they released uh, what was it? Shadow War, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right before, yeah. Yeah, right mm-hmm. before Necromunda, and then they released a year later Kill Team, mm-hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck would anybody play Necromunda when they could play Kill Team? How many I'm like, small skirmish battle things do you need? But you're gonna play Necromunda because you like that particular setting, you know? That's true, but it's only me. Everybody else you're is like, the only oh, one. I'm playing, I'm playing Kill Team. <laughs> Kill Team's much cooler. Kill Look Team is pretty s- good. 
I got space marines and shit in here, yeah. you know. But I mean, the, that's the that's the thing. The barrier to entry has always been the cost. So if you can double up on games that you can play with the same models, then that's fucking golden right there, you know. That is true. Very true. That's, uh, that's now, probably I, why. I will say the only guys that were actually they're like, well, I'd be interested in playing Necromunda if I could play field Arbites. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's probably of coming. Of course, though, I think. So so would everybody. I mean, I can feel. I'm sure points wise. I could field ten Van Sar for your two Arbites. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Still, yeah. You'll still win. Yeah. You'll, you'll still kill the beat shit wholesale out of ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking people up those maces. Well, I have a scabby gang. I actually played a Necromunda tournament like two or three years ago at Adepticon, and I had made a scabby gang because I had a scabby gang back in the day. You remember when Necromunda was being released, like in White Dwarf, like in sections. Like, right. that's when I started playing. I was, like, photocopying those pages and making my own book because they were just releasing, like, basically a chapter or so every couple of issues. So I had built a, nec- a, a scabby gang. And then they had the tournament of the old school Necromunda... Oh, excuse me. Old school Necromunda rules um, from back in the day. And I was like, well, I need to rebuild my scabby gang. So I, like, you know, just kitbashed a bunch of shit together and made a gang. But there's no scabby rules in the new Necromunda. So I'm like, well, I'm not playing it until they give me some scabby rules. Maybe, maybe sooner or later. Now, I will say, like, when they released it, they're like, okay, guys, you have to buy this box set because we're mm. not going to sell the rule book separately. Yeah, bullshit. And then, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, a month ago, you know, well, turns out we lied. Turns out you can have we, it. We lied. Enjoy it. You know? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. best. I really I enjoy I trust you again. Yeah, no, yeah, I've said that before, but I come back every time. Like a beaten dog with my tail between my legs. It's just like, okay. <laughs> I'll buy these models. They're fucking cool. I like what they're doing, though, like actually progressing the storyline for 40K because I've been playing, like I said, I've been playing it since it came out. And it's been the same storyline since I came out. And I'm not like huge. I mean, I really like the background and the story, but I mean, I haven't read all the Black Library novels. I don't know like a lot of the things that some people do. But just the fact that like a new storyline brings out new possibilities for different types of units and different types of scenarios and things that you can play, to me, that's that's awesome you know and when primaris came out i was like oh dude they're gonna start phasing out like the smaller marines that guarantee you and slowly but surely that's what's happening <laughs> like everyone's like oh they wouldn't do that and i'm like I bet on it dude they'll do it mm-hmm. <laughs> now that they started doing stuff like well you know uh which i mean uh uh Primature press is doing the same thing mm-hmm. they're you know they're like well these old things like look you know you can still play with them with these rules and whatever but we're not going to support these models anymore we're not going to make them anymore if you yeah. want them buy them or you know whatever's whatever out there that's what's left yeah so now i will say with that you know going from 40k third edition mm-hmm. to playing something uh like war machine or whatever mm-hmm. that, yeah. where the you know it was designed from the ground up for uh tournament play and they're like oh look here's the you can act you can ask rule questions of the people that designed it you right, know yeah. they're direct, right here direct and interaction that that was really really interesting a big culture shock you know to uh to do that and uh but you know that's that's where we are now where GW kind of figured things out and yeah so i appreciate that i like it cool it's been a really good good change you know because it just feels like they were just hiding like we're just going to give you this stuff and you're going to buy it because you know, basically you're our bitches but we're not going to help you <laughs> that is true now i i will say like um 
the big thing is like every time they come out like well games workshop posted record profits this quarter i'm like oh, yeah yeah i'm like of course they did call me when they when they don't yeah, you know I, why would they not post record profits because they're really overcharging for what it is we pay it but yeah, I mean, let's be honest it's hard it's, to complain it when is, you pay it <laughs> it's it's overpriced for for what it is and you know and that's the kind of thing is like it is interesting to see kind of like the the culture shock with people it's like when you you walk in you buy a tactical squad mm-hmm. say you bought it at retail mm-hmm. and you walk out the door it's like immediately worth 20 percent less than what you paid Absolutely. for it it's like buying a car you know it it just decreases that big and it really only holds its value if it is at least on the sprue yeah you absolutely. Know, but the yeah. minute once you paint it it's you're done no good yeah because it's like even if you painted it really good, I can't paint at that level, so I can't match those. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly. Just kind of a thing. I actually started a. Um, I don't know if you've ever if you go on Reddit or not. So I used to be really big on Reddit, and I started a bits swap called Mini Swap, and it started off real small. And that was like the biggest question that I got on there was like, well, no one wants to buy my painted stuff for what I'm you know what I, what I'm pricing it at. Like, what's what's your recommendations? And so we basically would put like a, a pin thread saying, you know, this is what you can expect. If it's on the sprue unpainted, that's like top dollar. If it's built well unpainted, that's like second top dollar. If it's painted, well, you're not going to get what you want for it because people don't want to have to go through the trouble of repainting or stripping. You know, and if it's built like shit and painted like shit, then, you know, you're not going to get anything for it. So, you know, that's that's just the deal, man. Like once you paint it, it's like eh, it's done. <laughs> Dude, it's like every about every three or four years, I I fool myself into buying shittily painted stuff, thinking, well, I'll just strip it. And every fucking time, I'm like, God, why did I even? It's not worth it. Nothing <laughs> is worth trying to strip these fucking things. It because they it won't come off. It's been, no, it's been it's, soaking in simple green for six months. You know, just ah, it's no, it's, it's tough. Not worth yeah, it. I I paint over stuff. Like I'm like. I'm one of those people that my models are always kind of in a state of flux. Like I'm constantly like, oh, I'm just going to change this guy a little bit. I'll pop the arm off and I'll do a thing. I've repainted things tons of times. You know, it's not that bad. Like it's just, it's a game piece that's going to be on the table. Like I'm not like my painting is, is good, but it's not like amazing. Right. So I'm just like, eh, it'll be fine. I mean, it's just going to be on the table being played with and being fucking shit fingered for four hours a night. You know, it's just, it's whatever. Like I don't need to be fantastic at it, but, um, yeah, so just, just repaint stuff, dude. If the paint is on there thin enough, you just primer over it, man. It's good. <laughs> yeah. now, see, but I'm I, crazy, I, though. So. I, don't, uh, I don't paint. I pay people to do it. Oh, okay. Cool. I'll and, get and you my so that, that's kind of my that's kind of my thing. Look, I, I've put people's kids through college. I, I feel like I have. It's fantastic. You know, it, You've done quite a service like, for at, the community, sir. <laughs> as of right now, it's like I have like I have three, you know, going. Three going at one time. And the main reason why I would love to have like a local, because you know, because if you don't answer my emails, I'll go to your fucking house, you know, and be like, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, you know, you said you said my stuff would be done. Where's my stuff? You know, you know that would be great. But locals always flake out. Always, they yeah. always any, t- especially like new painters. They're like, oh wait, you know, I'm gonna take on way too much. Yeah, oh, these is... guys paid me four thousand dollars to paint all this stuff. Perfect. Oh wait, <clears throat> it's gonna take me you know 18 months to do this and i said it would be done in three and uh it, that that's bad <laughs> mission painting and is so, a tough racket dude it's super fucking hard 
It is. And so you try to go to, you know, more established people, but even then they, you know, a lot of times they'll flake out. It, it happens every time. I have a guy doing my historic, my, like my historicals. I have one local guy, but he's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have to chase him a lot just to, yeah. just to get him to start a new project. Not that yeah. like, yeah, well, it's not that, you know, like, Hey, where's the project is done. Cause once he starts it, it's done. <laughs> but it's just he's slow on the emails, he's slow on meeting, you know, and and yeah. And then I have a I found a great guy in Canada of all places, oh. but it, it works out because uh, I pay him in you know Canadian dollars, which are mm-hmm. worthless. You know? <laughs> so it, that all work. Yeah, loonies. I pay him in loonies, <clears throat> so it all works out. You know, my my freedom dollars go far up there. there you so go. you know, just kidding, Canada. We like you guys. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of what I do. It's speaking tough. I of, to, yeah, speaking of. I was going to say, you know, as, you know, we, we kind of close this out. Uh, I have an idea for two different projects, and what do you think I should do? Mm-hmm. Number, number one is an Imperial Guard Scion mm-hmm. army, mm-hmm. Or, and the other one is an Eldar Air Wing. Mm. I got to tell you, uh, Eldar is probably much better on the tabletop. And there might be people that are gonna be like, "Oh, this guy's no fuck he's talking about." But um, <laughs> I think that they lend themselves to more interesting painting schemes, like brighter, and you can kind of get crazy with it. Like, so if that's something that you want to do, is have a, a army that stands out by virtue of how bright it's painted or how like bizarrely it's painted, then uh, Eldar is the way to go. Scions look really fuck cool. Their main drawback is the Tarox, which is their main. Transport looks kind of fucking stupid. <laughs> it's like half wheeled, half tracked, and it's just kind of like an odd, like Games Workshop misstep. I think it's kind of like, oh, we don't know. Let's put tracks on. Uh, whatever wheels, tracks, fine. There's kits that you can get that like you can you know put all wheels on it if you want, and it looks way cooler. But it's just sort of an odd vehicle. Um, yeah. Signs are okay, but I mean anything you're gonna need more of them. You know, than yeah, that's true. the Eldar. So if you're like budget conscious, then maybe Eldar is the way to go because you'll be able to field the same amount of points with less models. But uh, me, I, I mean, I like Eldar. I used to play Guard, so I mean, they do have a soft spot, and the signs are cool. But I mean, I think Eldar will give you much more. Uh, it's just cooler. <laughs> okay. All right. That's well, my opinion. I'll, my I'll... opinion sucks, but yeah, Eldar is really fucking cool. And you know, Eldar's got harpoons uh, and stuff, and they're just—they got a lot of cool shit. But like, their flyers are—they're—they're they're sweet, man. They're super powerful. Yeah, I understand. An, an edition or two ago, like flyers ruled the game. Yeah, they really went crazy with the flyer situation. It—it totally like unbalanced everything. Like, if you had a flyer, like, oh well, I guess I'm fuck this guy brought a flyer, you know? <laughs> like, and then yeah, it just—it got really weird. It got super weird. And, you know, like 8th edition streamlined that, too, again, by making everything vehicles basically like any other unit with, like, wounds and all kind of stuff. Very few special rules that dictate how it can move depending on what it is. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, really cool. I, I know yeah. people ha- people had to field, like, anti-aircraft, which is yeah. basically like what, what Flames of War has to do. It's yeah, like, yeah. You really can't do much with them when the planes come on if you don't have anti-aircraft. It's like, well, I didn't bring any anti-aircraft. This guy's just going to stomp all over my shit here. This is great. Like, this is <laughs> <laughs> what a great game. Thanks, Games Workshop. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm really thinking, yeah, because I think for, yeah, 
about eh, about a hundred and hundred fifty bucks. I think I can get three, and that puts me at around five hundred points. And yeah, that's a good start. Yeah, they're just they look cool. They just look cool, man. That's Missile, a good start, yeah. shooting missiles at people. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Star cannon. Yep. Star cannon. Sweet. Yeah. They they make work. Oh yeah. I remember people min-maxing with those. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, min-maxing with last cannon and plasma guns. Do plasma guns still get hot and kill you? Uh, they do. So plasma guns are different, though. Now they have two weapon profiles. You can choose to overcharge them, which does a little more damage, and it also has a better armor-piercing value. And that one, if you roll a one, it kills you automatically. But you can just shoot it like normal, and there's no no way it can kill you. Oh, so unless you just fire it twice, you're you yeah. Yeah, so basically it's like, you know, a risk-reward kind of thing. I can possibly do more damage and do better, you know, penetrating armor, or I could I could possibly die, or I can just do a regular standard shot that's still pretty strong, but doesn't do as much damage. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is pretty nice. Interesting. But there's a lot of stuff yeah. that allows you to re-roll ones anyway, so, you know, if you're lucky. But it still happens every once in a while. Like, all game, if someone's shooting at me with plasma, I'm like, you can overcharge? You can overcharge? And then if they do, I'm like, die, 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 die. Because <laughs> I'm a dick. <laughs> Where you just you you do that Jedi thing where you just move your hand. Fuck yeah, I am a Jedi. I, I, I aggravated the shit out of a guy I I played against d- just doing that because every time I move my hand, it would fuck his roll would fuck up. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, do, do you honestly believe I have Jedi powers and I'm fucking and I'm fucking up your uh roll your rolls? That's how I choose to consider use the possibilities of everything. You know, <laughs> you never know. Well, you never know. Yeah. Well. Anyway, well, I appreciate you coming on and answering all my questions. I yep, think yep. I've about got it, and um, I have a better idea, and I can now go into my local shop and play with less shameful questions. That's right, man. Dominate some fools. Put them shame. Yeah, and get my stuff together. No mercy. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, now that I now that I understand command points, this right. is what we will. Oh do. yeah, yeah. 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 Just so many. There's so many different ways to play Eighth Edition. You know, it's it's a it's a cool game. I like it. Well, this is Dan from the Havoc Cast. And Havoc you can, Cast. Where, where, where can they check out the Havoc Cast? Um, they can go to www.thelonelyhavocs.com, or they can search Havoc Cast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you coming on and answering my questions. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on, and I enjoyed answering all of your questions. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah, man. I'll talk to you later. See ya. Such a lonely day And it's mine Today that I'm glad I survived